0: I'm Sarah Tasker, I'm Jen Carrington, and this is Letters
1: from a Hopeful Creative. So today's question is from Anna, and it's, it's a bit meta because we're going to be answering a question about podcast on our own podcast. Like it. <laughs> Let's go for it. It says, I have been a long time listener of both of your podcasts, and I'm really enjoying Letters from a Hopeful Creative too. Thank you, Anna. <laughs> Thank you. I actually harbour my own dreams of starting a podcast, but it seems like everyone has that dream these days too. With brand new shows launching every week at the moment, I can't help but feel that there is no place for me as I already feel overwhelmed by how many episodes are in my feed to listen to each week. I have an idea for a podcast about building a business while you're also a full-time mum, something I've spent the past four years doing and I now have a small but profitable website design business that I'm really proud of. But I feel like there are already so many shows out there for business owners and working mums too. So my question is to you both, am I wasting my time thinking that I have something to bring to the podcasting table and if not, do you have any advice for a budding podcaster like me?
0: I feel like actually it's about podcasting, but this is transferable to how people feel in so many different areas of their business. I've heard people say this about Instagram accounts, about Mm -hmm. blogs, about courses. And I think we're
1: in like a very like hot time for podcasts right now. Yeah. And I think... I don't blame people for starting podcasts because A, it's awesome. We're biased here, but we love doing podcasts. (laughs) I think it's one of your strongest content tools at the moment. If you have a podcast, it's usually most people's secret weapon in their business because it kills two birds with one stone. If you do, if you have guests on, it's a networking tool and it's a connection tool of your audience. Yeah, I see at least once a week, someone in my feed be like, hey, can I have some podcast recommendations? Like it's, it's the thing to do at the moment. and But the truth is, at least once a month, I'm seeing a brand new podcast. There's so many podcasts coming up at Yeah, the like that,
0: that, what the letter writer identifies that it seems to be, there seems to be a lot of them available at the moment is true. I don't think that necessarily means that there's too many. I no. don't think, I don't know if you ever get to too many of too much
1: choice. I have a theory. I don't think it'll fully go this way, but I think podcasts are becoming the new blog. Yeah. And I think that our consumer habits of content is changing. Like we want to consume audio content more than we want to consume a blog.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, that's fascinating, isn't it? Because audio content you can multitask with. So you can take it with you, you can drive and listen, or you can cook and listen. And you can hold someone's attention on a podcast for like half an hour, 40 minutes. None of us are even able to sit and read a blog post for 40 (laughs) minutes like I can't even imagine keeping my brain on task and I feel like actually for a lot of people YouTube was filling that space a lot of people would put a YouTube video on while they did their makeup or something and just listen so podcasts are kind of a natural way to fill that space so do you think we'll reach saturation point with podcasts where people don't
1: want any more because it kind of happened with blogs but kind of not I don't think we'll reach saturation point I think the cream will rise to the top mm. and what I mean by that is I think the danger of podcast is to see it only as a content stream and not to see it as a medium all into itself So, for example, I think the production side of podcasting is quite key to a podcast experience for a listener. And I think it's a whole new skill set to learn and a whole new kind of world to immerse yourself in. And I think in podcasting, the cream will rise to the top. And I think it's different. Someone with a great size audience, you want to connect to that person. That person can probably get away with not the best podcast production quality. Sure. Because people just want to listen to them. But I don't know about you, if I discover a new show and the audio is scratchy or muffled, I am less likely to stick around because I am spoiled for choice, of high quality podcasts. Yeah,
0: I mean, again, back to that blog analogy, it's a bit like when everyone first started blogging, it didn't matter what your website looked like, it was all really basic. And then as people got better at making that more professional, it raised the bar to the point where like you would go onto a blog and if it didn't look beautiful you were much more likely to click away. And I think we're at that kind of now with Instagrams as well, where like, if the quality of your imagery isn't a certain level, you're kind of not competing in the Instagram game. So it stands to reason that podcasts will go the same because people are all bringing like their best work and it raises the bar
1: for everyone. And I also think conceptually with podcasts, I think some people get really bored of hearing the same guests on the same shows being asked the same questions. So I think with podcasts, it's the blend of the audio production but it's also the blend of the concept of the show
0: well you need a unique selling point essentially don't you and that was like one of the things that I get really annoyed about is a lot of people will hire someone to pitch them to all the podcasts you know like if you've got a book coming out or whatever you're like like five a day yeah and I'm like the fact that you've already been on all these podcasts and that you can't even email me yourself because you're asking so many people to have you on makes me not want you because I don't want to be giving my listeners the same voice that they've already heard on their like three other favorite shows
1: and it's also you don't want to interview someone who you're not interested in interviewing yeah you have to give a crap about interviewing them if it's an interviewing one like you need chemistry or else it just doesn't work also my least favorite thing and this is this has actually never happened to me I can remember but I'm sure it has for me to say this is my least favorite thing is if you have a guest who is only there to promote themselves they're not there to bring value to the listener. they're just there because they're just like I've got this thing coming out and I want to I have a very specific talking points that I want to hit on yeah yeah you don't want to feel like your audience is being used either so I think I don't want it to sound like there's pressure that your podcast has to be perfect straight away because it's allowed to be a work in progress sure I guess what I'm saying is you're entering a field now that's got lots of great shows and there's more to think about than just i to record something and put it up on the internet. I think what this comes down to
0: is value, which is like the thing I talk about for Instagram. I talk about it for everything because you've got to take your readers or your listeners' time seriously and give them something to take away. So that means you want to be able to communicate as effectively as possible, which means good audio and, you know, maybe music or whatever that's going to catch them. But also you want to make sure that every episode they're coming away from their feeling like they've got what they needed. Ah, Leicester, it sounds like, you know, she's got something she really wants to talk about. She knows that she's going to be able to add value. And I would say to her she just needs to be thinking about how she differentiates that from what she knows is already out there so that she's providing value that people
1: can't get anywhere else. And also trusting that the most valuable thing you can offer is yourself is Anna could have episodes around being a working mom and starting her own business that on similar topics that other people have said, but will say something wildly different if she digs into what she really wants to say. Yeah. And I think it also comes down to what the purpose of your podcast is. So for example, with Make It Happen and with this show, my purpose is not to become like, podcast famous or to like have like a big famous (laughs) podcast is that a thing now
0: podcast famous oh my
1: god (laughs) but it's always just i want to be a value to my community and i would like a space to kind of encourage and connect with people through the podcast and the purpose of my podcast to make it happen has always been a content marketing tool for my business it's a way for me to connect with potential future clients but also just a way to
0: nurture my community see this is that thing i got this from working with sas petherick she taught me about the difference between being self-serving and of service and how to spot the difference Mm -hmm. in people because everything I've ever done, even without kind of having that that dichotomy in my head Came from a place of wanting to be of service, wanting to be able to help people. And the second you do something to be self serving instead, people can smell it. Like, you're right, people can tell.
1: But also, it just doesn't have that value and that depth to it. And I think it's with a podcast, it is you are creating an audio experience for someone. And I do think I've seen this from some of my clients, they feel a lot of pressure with a podcast. Like, if I could say one thing to Anna right now, it would be please go and make. That podcast. It sounds awesome. You sound awesome. Like, th- of course, there's space for you, and you get to do it as different or as whatever the hell you want to do it. That's a given.
0: Yeah. And like, I started my podcast with my iPhone headphones. That was all I had. <laughs> Jen's right that kind of like sound and everything matters, but don't create barriers to yourself Mm-mm. that don't need to be there. Like, done is better than perfect, especially when you're just starting out. Because the great thing about starting out, of course, is that. You've not got anyone listening, so you've got time to experiment.
1: And I would also say that knowing what the purpose of your podcast is. So, for example, say you're just starting a podcast because you're really excited to talk about these topics that you're passionate about, and you just want to put it out there and see where it goes. That's the kind of thing where you do like you get it up and running, you put it out there, you learn from it. Sometimes I have client, I have a client at the moment, and literally the day of recording, her podcast is launching, and she's been working on this podcast for a couple of months now. Wow! Because she, it's it's a podcast that's here to support her business. She's created big awesome resources to download at the end of each episode she actually hired my husband who's a podcast producer to develop the show with her so she's put a lot of work into developing the sound of it developing how it actually fits into the bigger ecosystem of her business because this podcast yes she's passionate about the podcast but it's a tool for her business so it's just two different ways of looking at that's it. that's really interesting yeah and I guess it's partly it's how you work best as well.
0: Like, are you someone who needs to have it all done and be able to sit back and launch it and put it out bit by bit? Or are you someone who's going to do it kind of more off the cuff and be recording each week and scrambling to get an episode up? What feels right for you and what's going to serve your business best?
1: And that just comes down to like your natural way of working I also think with podcasting like survey the landscape like what's exciting you about podcasts right now like I know for me if I think this year the podcasts that have really excited me it's because it's either someone whose work I've been following on a different platform and they've launched a podcast so the two that come to mind is um, Jamie Varon and her friend Jessica launched a podcast called Feeling Feelings and I've like binge listened to the whole thing because I've read Jamie Varon's work for years and then a husband and wife duo called Hey Sweet Pea do you follow them yeah yeah they've just launched a podcast called Nobody Talks About This and I followed their work for years. But listening to them, the audio production was great, the like the music was great there you felt so focused on what they were talking about that was like these are just two that come to mind where I was excited about them because I was excited about them as people but also about the content itself the experience immediately listened to it was really cool another good example is essay On. she had a podcast called the heart of it the production of it was fantastic and she just brought out a new one called on the line and the productions again fantastic and that isn't to say that your production has to be like studio worthy it's just if I could give anyone anything when they're launching a podcast it would be just to say at least have a conversation around the with yourself around the production of the podcast because you can do really fun things for not a lot of extra work and it'll make you stand out in
0: the same way I guess as like a really great blogging template would have done maybe five years ago exactly
1: I think it's you're playing in a different playground with podcasts yeah and you've you've
0: only got so many tools in your arsenal really to make yourself stand out so you want really great artwork for your itunes cover and you you want to make sure that in terms of audio you're not creating any
1: barriers for your listeners i guess yeah it all comes down to what's the purpose of the podcast what's the value of the podcast and what do you want the experience of the podcast to be and then what sound design or tools will facilitate that i
0: think something that anna said that was really interesting was she talked about how she's obviously subscribed to lots of podcasts and she can't get through all the episodes in her app and i would say anna go back and look what are you still listening to? Like when mm-hmm. you are in that situation and you can only listen to one and there's 20 episodes from different shows there waiting for you, what episodes are you choosing and why? What is it about those shows, those podcasts, or those particular episodes that's calling out to you? Because that is probably a really good indicator of how your listeners are going to feel as well. And if you can bring an element of that, into every episode you produce you're going to be the one that they choose to listen to
1: yeah and also kind of trusting that you're not going to be for everyone there's probably some people who have listened to this and been like "Yep, no never listens so yeah that girl speaks way too (laughs) fast we've heard we've heard from that person (laughs) and that's cool because we know who we're talking to yeah it's fine
0: you don't have to be for everyone and i guess that's kind of somewhere in her question as well as like what if it's not popular because we do feel like if it's not popular, it's a failure. But if you put this out there, Anna, and and 10 of your right people listen to it, then, you know, that's 10 people who've taken like half an hour, 40 minutes out of their day to listen to you speak. That's probably happening nowhere else in your life. Like if you work in an office trying to get 10 people to sit still and listen to you for 40 minutes, even in a presentation
1: is a hard task to manage. And I promise you this, like if you're intentional, and if it comes from you sharing your story and your message and your ideas, your people will love it. Like Anyone who I know who's launched a podcast, like who I follow and they've launched a podcast, it's just been a joy in my life to be able to consume that content. Absolutely. But because it comes from a place of intention. The other thing I would say about podcasting is don't underestimate the work it takes. Yeah. It's not the same as writing a blog post. And publishing a blog post at like the hours that go into a podcast and I'm coming up with someone I've like I have a, my husband's a producer so like he does takes care of my show he takes care of this show is Sarah but the work it takes to kind of record prepare for the recording if you've got a guest researching the guest mm-hmm. if you're doing a solo episode scripting that recording it the editing process the tweaking process the show note process it it is a lot of work but it's never not felt worth it to me. No, I I think as well, it's maybe about questioning
0: like how you best communicate. So you've decided you want to be a podcaster. Hopefully that's because, you know, you feel like you can express yourself well when you're talking. For some people, like I I always feel like I express myself number one best in writing and then second best when I'm speaking. And speaking to camera for me is a big fat disaster. So (laughs) podcasting kind of fits quite well on that continuum for me. But maybe you're thinking actually like, I really love speaking to camera. I'm really confident so maybe you want to do a visual podcast and put it up on YouTube and just bring the audio over onto the the podcasting apps. Maybe you want to think about putting it up on like Instagram stories. Like there's no one single way to do it just because lots of people have chosen podcasting and are doing it in this way it's completely experimental medium like it's yours to
1: own you can do anything you want with it and that's so exciting about podcasting like literally if some clients come to mind of mine one has an instagram podcast show so she literally brings on a guest onto an instagram live and interviews them and then takes off the audio from that I have clients who have podcasts that they've got awesome guests on I have clients that have shows that are like five minute like pep talks every week I have clients that have like a show with a friend who they're co-hosting it with and one of my favorite new shows at the moment is wandering aimfully do you follow jason and caroline no so they've i've followed them both separately for years and they're a husband and wife and they've merged their businesses into wandering aimfully and they have a podcast show but they also have a youtube they show they they film it as well tyra Spikers is the same yeah so like if
0: you're a visual person
1: you can go there and if you're an audio person you can go to your phone it's awesome and there's some shows like nicole antoinette her show episodes her podcast is real talk radio are like two hours long and i will listen to them in like three sittings like three different baths throughout the week and so like and then some we do 30 minute episodes like people are always asking i think with podcasting it's asking the right question so the question is oh what's the right amount of length of time what's the right production it's what length of time and production will best serve your vision for the show yeah what is the best way for you to communicate what
0: you want to communicate I think for me like because my old day job was in speech therapy and I worked with maybe some people probably already know this but I worked with uh teenagers with learning disabilities and quite often with physical disabilities as well so there was these all these huge barriers to communication and my job was to help them find a way past it it was like do we need to use an ipad and you're gonna like Mm. use text to speech do we need symbols that you can like have on cards and show to people and I was always thinking about we've all got a message, like what is the best way to package this for you to get your message across? And I I think about that, I think that really overlaps with content creation because- It's all about how do people receive messages best? How do you get them across best? And how can you bring those two things together? We can get really distracted by what other people are using, but that's the best method for their message, for their audience, for their style of communication. doesn't have to be the way you do it.
1: And it's really okay if your answer is just, I love podcasts, I feel like I maybe could be good at this. I'm gonna just go for it. That was how I started. Yeah, I mean I literally That was literally it. <laughs> that's for me. I was like one day I was like, Alex, you have a music tech degree. Let's make a podcast. Literally, for me starting a podcast, my husband has developed a whole career as a podcast. Editor. It's the coolest thing. And so like you don't have to go into like a ten year plan of being a podcaster. Like I think sometimes especially something my clients find a lot is when they wanna start a podcast, sometimes giving themselves a bit of a like a season window helps. So a lot of the time a client will be like, Okay, I wanna launch ten episodes just to see how it goes and then the other side I'll reflect on that and learn from it and then a lot of the time clients are always like how far ahead should I get and I think it's just do what you need to do to feel good with the show like personally for me I like to be quite far ahead because my health's so unpredictable mm-hmm. that if I had a bad week I just don't like feeling that kind of stress whereas some people I know they love kind of doing it on a weekly basis and especially if you've got I guess like I think of Liv and Charlotte from um the yeah fringe it needs it. to be contemporaneous doesn't it because they are literally talking about what's happened that week yeah. on their show whereas for me and you we batch three or four and once a month and then we Reconnect and do it again I guess it's just the good thing about podcasting as a medium is that you can kind of do whatever the hell you want with it
0: I think as well like it's interesting when people ask those questions because what we're really looking for when we go to someone and say how many should I do yeah, and yeah. how long should it be is a rule book to success
1: and there's no ever. that doesn't
0: exist it doesn't exist for anything and I think we all know that but when you find yourself asking those questions whether that's like coming to someone like Jen or, I, or typing it into google it's always worth catching yourself and going, oh, okay, so I'm feeling, I'm feeling fear. Like I'm feeling self-doubt because what we're looking for is like a safety net because either you follow the rules and it doesn't work and then you can go, well, that rule book is to blame or you don't follow the rules and then you can always say, well, if only I'd followed the rules, it probably would have been a success. And so all we're ever really trying to do is like, give ourselves a reason to fail and it takes courage to go I'm just gonna do it my way I'm just gonna do what I think is probably best what works for me what works for my life what works for my audience and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but that's fine
1: and it's like it's leaping it's leaping into the unknown yeah. I will say I have never seen someone launch a podcast and something also not happen on the other side
0: I agree because it's just such a good way for people to get to know you like like we were saying earlier it doesn't have to be number one on the iTunes chart to be classified as useful or successful
1: i've seen clients launch podcasts and they have no audience at the beginning and that podcast helps them organically grow a beautiful audience because it puts them out in front of people that they would have never had access to or i've seen clients who have an audience who are maybe not as engaged as they want them to be and this podcast like wakes them up or or someone who's built an audience and they really want to pivot what they're talking about so that their podcast kind of becomes their soapbox
0: yeah it's
1: such a fantastic tool and i think is the market oversaturated who cares if you haven't decided to do something, make something awesome. You're not committing to this for the rest of your life. You get to play around with it, and you get to be as serious or as unserious as you want to be about it. My only argument would be that if you if you want to make something that really stands out and is really special, take the time to do that to do it well. It's interesting as well, like on the question of
0: oversaturation, because I think most people wouldn't think twice about like writing an article for their blog on something just because it's already been written or taking a picture of like a holiday destination for Instagram, even though they know it's already on Instagram, like we don't tend to stop ourselves from doing those small steps. But we do stop ourselves from doing the big steps. So people might be like, I'm not going to start a travel Instagram account because it's oversaturated. Actually, I think like looking at the smaller steps is really Mm. a really good way to inform what you're doing and, and looking at, okay, what has nobody done before? within this niche whether that's like I'm going to be a travel Instagrammer but different I'm going to take pictures the other travel Instagrammers aren't doing or whether that's I'm going to be a parenting podcaster but I'm going to make episodes of that other parents I haven't found yet are doing and also like if you wrote that article and put it on your blog your chances of getting on the first page of Google are probably pretty slim if you're talking about a topic lots of people have talked about before if you do it as a podcast if someone types that search criteria into their podcast app you are going to be in the top few results because even though it feels like a very saturated market it's still a baby in comparison to like websites on the internet or posts on instagram you know if you hashtag your post coffee on instagram (laughs) you and six gazillion other people but if you did a podcast episode about coffee, it's probably, I'm going to guess now, but there's no more than 30 episodes about <laughs> coffee specifically
1: on podcasting. I think that is, it's it's still in its baby stage. Yeah. And I think, and it's, and the cool thing about it as a medium is like, it's not very, like a blog post is kind of the same thing. It's on a website, there's an image, there's a, some written text, there's mm. a comment box at the end. Podcasts can be, what literally they can be from one second to five hours long. Like you can do whatever the hell. I know someone who is, She's
0: recording mealtimes with different people oh, that's and making, like, a food podcast that's literally, like, just sitting down with people and having food. I keep waiting for someone to launch a singing career via podcast because I feel like that's so oh possible. My God, yeah. Like, you have got a captive audience just...
1: Like talking and singing, I would listen to that. Yeah. One of my clients, actually, she's a singer songwriter and she did a whole podcast. She was interviewing other songwriters. And that was really cool. But I don't, we never even talked about her like bringing her own music Get her into music. The show. Yeah. Like to me, that seems like such an amazing way to do it. It's like circumnavigating the system. Yeah. That's awesome. So we've both been podcasting for many years. We both have two podcasts under our belts. What are the biggest lessons you've learned about bringing a podcast to life? Hmm. I think it feels like broadcast. But it's not, it's more like a conversation.
0: Mm. And that I loved, I was really happy about that because it feels quite lonely. If it's just you, even Mm. if like you're doing interviews, quite often it's by Skype. Feels like you're just then putting it out quietly into the internet. But of course, there's all these people out there listening and and giving them a way
1: to converse back with you about it and make it a two-way channel is really valuable. I think carrying on the conversation is so important. Mm -hmm. I think in general, like obviously comments are going to go through the cracks, maybe some DMs you miss. but if someone's taking the time to listen to something you've shared and wants to connect with you with that, that's where I want to put my life minutes into reconnecting with that person definitely don't start a conversation then run away (laughs) it's kind of my personal rule but I think that I'm so glad that we make it happen I started it with no expectations yeah and I was really lucky that with Alex he kind of he made sure that it was at a certain audio standard that he was happy with I just kind of didn't care I was like that's how we do this podcast it's so funny like looking back because it was quite a few years ago and there probably wasn't as many as there is now in the UK podcasting yeah. scene. I felt less pressure for it to be anything yeah but it was a beautiful way to like nurture relationships with my guests nurture relationships with my audience it's so funny most clients when they start with me they laugh when we first start talking because they're like I've listened to your voice for years and I'm like I have no idea. (laughs) what your voice (laughs) and I think for me I've always had an editor and I would say that I'm biased here because I have one but for me I want to create the content I don't want to do any of the production and if you have the means or the desire to have an editor finding someone who you can collaborate with who brings something to the table that you can't bring yourself has been really huge for me having someone edit really helps me as well because I would micro edit
0: myself Mm. like I get a lot of regret about the way I've said things or I'd want to re-record things and actually like it just wouldn't be practical it's also not necessary like it's not because i've actually done a terrible job it's just because i've not been perfect so being able to go right it's done
1: it's gone i'm not going to listen to it again until everybody else does can be really valuable and also i don't want to spend my life minutes editing yeah like i want to record this with you like i would not be enjoying this podcast with you if one of us had to edit it but i know emma gannon edits her own and she really does enjoy it it. So, so and i have clients who edit their own and they love taking something from start to finish yeah so it's only something to think about if the thing putting you what from doing a podcast is that you don't want to edit it there's options there if you have the means to do that we should plug alex here i feel <laughs> like <laughs> well he he's one of there are many options out there but my husband is a fantastic podcast editor but um what's the name of his website please jen well it's actually it's in the show notes of the podcast excellent it You've says produced by shit. but then the other thing to think about if you do want to edit your own show i've had many clients who've come to me on a coaching call and said jen i've got this idea for this podcast we hash it out by the next call in two weeks they've edited their first episode a basic human can edit the basics of a podcast
0: yeah it's a lot like video editing i think except without the visuals
1: and a, but a podcast producer and editor will just be able to do sound mixing and sound design that any average person will probably not be able to do yeah it's the same with photography but i think i guess the other big lesson that i've learned about podcasting is that i had to adjust to the way a podcast exists in the world yeah because when you do an instagram caption or a blog post it's kind of like a direct relationship yes whereas if sometimes if a podcast once you start to build up an audience and they're waiting for it it's good but in the beginning you put it out and maybe you don't get any communication back straight away.
0: Sometimes seek out that communication, but it's still there, like it's still like people are listening and they're having thoughts and reactions to it, but you not you can't necessarily access it. Yes.
1: I feel like doing a podcast for me has been a big confidence growth for me in terms of knowing that it's okay to like use my voice to say something and then not think that I sound like an idiot afterwards. Yeah. And that comes for me, like
0: the not hyper editing has been really good for me because if you'd asked me at the beginning, I would have been like, no, I'll be rejected if it's not perfect. And actually the opposite is true. I think people get to know you as a real person more because you can screw up a little bit
1: and i think it all comes back to for me when i sit down to record this or when i sit down to work on make it happen i know why i'm sitting down to work on it I like, yeah. i know what the purpose of the show is and i think if you have your north star with your podcast you can't go wrong i think if you don't have that north star and if you don't know the purpose of it and the why behind it that's when you might get a little lost in the process it's something hard to figure out out loud because a podcast kind of needs a title and a tagline and a style to it to launch mm. if you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah it's it is like launching a new blog I guess it's kind of thinking of it as a project as a whole like that and kind of knowing who your readers or listeners are going to be and
1: knowing where it's going to sit in the world. My advice was anyone listening and Anna who's like wants to start a podcast I mean Anna sounds like she's got a great idea it's just that there's this fear of is it too many no there's not too many please go. Sounds like it. an
0: excuse almost that she's kind of letting herself
1: believe just to keep herself safe and also I do think that we live in this kind of world where we think there's a maximum amount of things that are allowed to be done yeah there's enough success for everyone there's enough to go around think how many romantic comedies there are out there or how many historic literature books there are out there you you are allowed to bring your voice to a conversation where it already feels like lots of people because for, as Anna as she's a mum and she's a business owner you're going to have a unique perspective that no one else is going to have right and you're going to help people feel less alone by sharing that unique perspective
0: plus a lot of podcast content is evergreen like I feel like yours Jen and mine is not just relevant if you're listening to it the week it goes no. out it's going to be relevant five years time it's going to be hopefully relevant even in 10 years time to a lot of people even if the technology changes like the lessons and some of the voices that we're hearing and the diversity that's going out in podcasting has a bigger impact than just who is listening to it this week so feeling like it's oversaturated right now because your podcast stream is full of episodes you've not listened to there's going to come a point when you have listened to everything you want to listen to and you're looking for something else and that's true of everyone else as well
1: and also I would say go through your podcast feed if there's a podcast that you're not listening to in 20 episodes and it's just making you feel overwhelmed it might be a way to unsubscribe at that time yeah I had to unsubscribe from my own because <laughs> I subscribed
0: in like a yeah I'm gonna be first subscriber and then it just made me feel guilty all these episodes of my own I had didn't no desire to listen to so yeah definitely and like it's a bit like following on Instagram isn't it if it's not serving you it's fine to let it go and come back to it another time
1: and in terms of like the audio production side of things, my advice would be listen to podcasts outside of your industry. So if you want to start a business or parenting podcast, go and listen to podcasts that are in the science world or that are in the, just listen outside of your own industry so you can have ideas for different things that you can do that you're not even thinking about yet. Because at the moment there is a bit of a trend for the interview style podcasts they're all kind of made the same and in a way it serves a job but on the other hand you're going to be more memorable if you switch it up a little bit
0: totally so when I was starting hashtag authentic I really deliberately stopped listening to any other podcasts of that of that niche at all like not everyone has to do that but that's how I work best whenever I'm working on something I stop consuming content that's similar because I don't want to be influenced I don't want to have that conversation in my head of is that better should I do it more like that I wish I was like them I just want to do it like me and the only way I can do that is to tune everybody else out
1: and you've got to go into your own rabbit hole yeah and you've got to create something that really is a reflection of you especially if you're building a podcast to support your business your podcast has to be a reflection of the core of your business your values your message especially if you want to start a podcast to help you attract clients and customers your podcast needs to make people feel how you want your business to make them feel yeah and it's going to be
0: seriously hard work if you are trying to be someone you're not Mm -hmm. on podcasts because there's not an awful lot of places to hide especially if it's a live conversation like this or an interview like you're just not going to be able to do that so it needs to come from somewhere really authentic and back to that thing about being of service like the reason for you doing it is going to show through so make sure you're doing it
1: for the good reasons and also knowing that it will evolve over the years like I think of a show that I used to listen to so much many years ago when it first started as The Lively Show with Jess Lively yeah. and it has evolved so much now and I rarely listen to it just because of the direction it's gone in I mean she's still awesome but it's like there's so many shows that will evolve and kind of become what they can only become in the process yeah, and, and you, that's can't, okay.
0: you can't shortcut that. You have to just do it and work through it and see where it takes you.
1: Like, you've recently come back to posting on a weekly basis with a hashtag authentic. Yeah. After having a more sporadic posting for yeah, a few absolutely. months. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I'm just, in fact, this last week I've been recording some more solo episodes, which people oh, have been exciting. asking for. Like, and that's fine. It's, it's absolutely fine to keep mixing it up. It's like your own audio magazine. You can put whatever you want in there and you can change
1: at any time and... That's why it's so exciting. And I've been on such a journey with Make It Happen. I've had interview seasons. I've had solo seasons. I've had drop them all in one go seasons. I've had weekly seasons. Currently, I'm in a bit of a, I don't know what the next season's going to be, but I'm comfortable with just letting that unfold however it wants to. With Letters from a Hopeful Creative. Like, we had this idea, I think, in December. Yeah. And we launched the show in July yes if that doesn't show someone the lead times and I have had clients who who have had dreams for a podcast and they don't launch it for another year because other things took priority I've had clients who've launched a podcast within a week of having the idea everyone goes at a different journey on this
0: yeah it is like blogging I think we can take so many lessons from looking back on blogging because most people have some experience of that now and podcasting feels scary and unfamiliar but if you look at it through a familiar lens like blogging you can say, yeah, like I could start a blog tomorrow or I could plan it out for a bit longer because I'm more of that kind of person and I could make it look beautiful before it goes out to the world and I could stock up on content first. And you probably know which kind of person you are. So just carry that over to whatever you're gonna do in podcasting.
1: I think the biggest thing to take away is that podcasting can be a great tool to get your message and ideas out there and to connect with people and it can be as like I personally I think I mentioned this earlier on when we're recording, like I can only do podcasts if I don't see myself having to exist in like the bigger world of podcasting like yeah. I don't care where we are in the charts and I don't care like um how many downloads I'm getting I care has the content I've put out there connected and encouraged the people that I want to connect and encourage exactly that's
0: how I measure the success like even just things like how many shares is it getting or conversations it's getting is like the better metric for me in fact I only I went onto like my stats the other day and was like oh my god we passed like a million downloads like <laughs> five episodes ago
1: round of applause that's
0: very impressive well it's it's the applause goes to the listeners and none of it to me but like if you're in competition in anything it ends up just being the stick to beat yourself with but if you're doing it for your audience and to be of service then I think you'll only find joy in it
1: and I would also say that if I look at the things that have had the biggest impact in my business my podcast is top three
0: yeah I agree it was like a secret weapon I had no idea when I set out to do it that it was gonna become Like, I feel like it's the most active
1: stream of my business business now. And if I look at my clients who have started podcasts, their podcasts have also been a big secret weapon for them too, which is scary. Do you remember a few years ago when webinars was like, me and you never got into this, but there was a season where webinars were like the thing and it was everyone's secret weapon and then everyone did webinars and it burnt out. I'm not worried about, my only worry is that if people feel like they have to start a podcast but don't want to. There's going to be a lot of crap podcasting out there and it's going to put people off. And also like, no one should waste time doing something they don't want to do but I think podcasts can be an amazing way for people to hear who you really are and for you to put your ideas out into a different format and I guess my encouragement is if you want to start a podcast go for it you can do it it's all figure out but my husband actually has at sonics.io he has a blog filled with like how to edit your own show what microphones to get how to upload it to apple podcast like there's so much information out there to help you get it off the ground you can invest in as much or as little support as you want you can do this. Me and Sarah have literally bootstrapped the whole beginning. The only reason I had microphones is because he had microphones from like, yeah. his work. But I guess it's just, it's not too oversaturated. And I get so excited when I see someone whose content I love launch a podcast. I'm so excited for more of them. So your people will be excited to get more from you too. It's interesting. You said that thing
0: about uh, webinars, because I put a tweet out that was quite popular the other day saying like, yeah can we just start calling webinars what they really are, which is infomercials. (laughs) And no, I'm not going to sit through yours for an hour just to buy your course, like people killed webinars because it is again like that is such a powerful communication channel to bring everyone together and to learn something together it could be so amazing but I think there's a lesson in there for everyone in any content medium that like it can turn quite quickly and if people are not doing it for the right reasons and in the right way we're going to lose our audience's trust and we're kind of all in it together yeah and okay to end what is the best your your favorite podcast listen to at the moment oh good question so my favourite podcast right now is Don't Salt My Game by Laura Thomas, PhD. So it's an intuitive eating podcast. And I say this as someone who um I think I'm fairly sorted. I've had a, a fair amount of therapy, I've had an awful lot of coaching, I've really worked through my shit. I had no idea how much baggage I had around eating and food that mm. I just had never sorted through. And I think it's probably true for every woman I know. So if you feel like that's you, I would definitely recommend it. It's just a no nonsense brilliant look at diet culture and how we eat and how we manage food in our lives
1: that sounds awesome I think the ones that I get most excited when I'm loving Esther Perel's where should we begin it's actually an audible yeah. series but then it comes out onto the podcast it's awesome I'm loving wandering aimfully with Jason and Caroline and I'm always whenever Nicole Antoinette drops a real talk radio season I'm a proud Patreon supporter I love her show and then for me my like it's not even a guilty pleasure but something that brings me so much joy is the Hollywood Reporter podcast like the guy who does interviews like people about their films and that's like my favorite thing to do in the battle is like listen to like i don't know kira knightley talk about her latest film
0: rory and i listen to um pod save america which is very political but i've actually had to take a break from it because the american political situation is making me
1: fearful of the world so (laughs) i try and keep up with the daily in the vox podcast but like i sometimes i just i read enough news i don't want to but yeah i mean and i would say like just if you want to start a podcast And you just want to like get your head into the gear, just go and listen to some of your favorite episodes and see how they make you feel and what you enjoyed about them. And just you'll learn a lot just from doing that, I think.
0: Yeah, it's always going in with that analytical brain kind of going, well, why did I like this and why did it Mm -hmm. hook me? And how can
1: I use that in whatever I'm doing next? And please, when you launch a podcast, come and share it with us. We can't wait to see. Yes,
0: we would really love to hear it. And also we'd love to hear about everyone else's podcast. Come and tell us. So the hashtag is Dear Hopeful Creative. And as Jen mentioned, conversations can sometimes be hard to find outside of a podcast. If you hashtag what you're talking about after this episode, then we'll be able to find you on Instagram and on Twitter. And so will all the other listeners. Yeah, we can't wait to carry on the conversation with you. You can join us at lettersfromahopefulcreative.com and on social media. So on Instagram, I'm at me and And you'll find me at Jen Carrington underscore. We're going to be sharing new episodes every Monday. So if you've liked what you've heard so far, hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show.
1: Yeah, and we can't wait to connect with you soon.